Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is the 13th of October. And uh, Izzy, well, we started in adversity. But you know what I've realised about you and me to a degree? We thrive in chaos. You know, give us a broken ankle. We'll thrive. Just give us a thunderstorm and a lightning storm and a windstorm overnight. We'll thrive. Show on the phone. We'll thrive. Baz, off to the UAE. Keeps winning. Can't come home. We will thrive. Chaos is our element, I've decided. Oh, it is, mate. It's fascinating to think that when Baz left was when I broke my ankle <laughs> and I went into surgery. And it, that was an age ago, it feels like, and I've been stuck in this purple mate. and pink cast, <laughs> and it's only six days. Mate. Six days, I'm getting it off, Louis. How good? When you, is that, that's such a good way to look at it. The time you've spent in that cast. I remember that week where... <laughs> You had to go get surgery on the Friday. So I was just like, oh. ah, okay, I guess it's just Louie on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast show. I had Baz on the phone from Abu Dhabi. I had you texting the show from your way to hospital. It was just gold. And we've survived because chaos oh. is our element. And today amongst it all, we've had some sensational interviews. We have, mate. We were good enough to talk to Baz. Like you said, Baz over in the UAE, he joined us. He let us know what time he gets back and what day. So make sure you go check that out on the podcast. Also had David Choate talking all things all-whites football as they beat Bahrain 1-0, 88th minute. Nico Kerwin winning the score and the winner. Anyway, we spoke to Steve Alka. He is a Kiwi golfer over in the United States. He's 50 years of age and he's just joined the PGA Champions Tour and he's going great guns. He's earning some absolute great tin over there in the United States. And, well, coming up, we're going to talk to Jose Gear out of the East Coast as they take on Buller. Can they get the win? Can they end that 53-game losing streak? We will have to wait and see. You'll listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. That's six more. That's beautifully timed. He absolutely pummeled that. Baz and Izzy are talking cricket, thanks to Rosine, New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the past 10 years. Yes, we're talking cricket. A very successful IPL coach and the co-host of this show, Baz McCullough. Morning, Baz. 
Morning, lads. Just quietly, I've gone away for a few weeks, and now I tune back in, and all I hear is, Izzy, you're talking commercially viable and sponsorship. <laughs> what has happened in the last few weeks? <laughs> huh? Are you on this, Scott? We're dishing out. We're dishing out MBAs at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. We, we've, we've gone on a real full 180 here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. When you get home, you bring the energy, you bring the rupee, and we'll be fine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good man. Gee, I miss your boys anyway. Good to hear you. How you going, mate? How you going? Like, you are, you are on fire, mate. The boys are on fire. What have you said? Oh, you know, just go out there and try and slog sixes and take wickets. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much that simple. <laughs> now, nah, look, lads, um, we we are going pretty well actually. We're going really good. I think the break in the in the tournament really came at a good time for us, and um, you know, it wasn't ideal having to stop and and then restart. And obviously, everyone's lives changed during that that period, and and having to um, resume sort of had its own challenges. But from a playing point of view. We seem to have been able to recalibrate our game a little bit and and just fix a couple of the areas which were were broken in the first half of the tournament. And um, you know, credit has to go to to the young Indian boys in particular who have really done the job for us at the top of the order with the with the bat. Um, we've been really well led um, in the field by the skipper Owen Morgan and and Lockie Ferguson's been a standout for us as well. Um, and uh, and a couple of mystery spinners in Sunil Narayan and Varun Chakravarti. So, look, it's it's been a fabulous little period for us. Hopefully we're not done yet. Big game tomorrow against Ricky Ponning's Delhi Capitals, um, which if we can win that, then we qualified to play against our good mate Flemo and uh, and his Chennai Super Kings in the final. But whatever happens, we've, you know, I, I think we've played a brand of cricket that um, has, has uh, entertained a lot of people and and has been a bit more of a, a blueprint or, or a, um, has a bit more of a stamp of how we like to see the game played over the last little while. So fingers crossed we can go all the way. Mate, I've, I've seen it. You spoke about on the show many times how you just want the, the players to go out there, and if they go out swinging, you're happy with that. And you can actually see it transitioning to the field with um, with the boys and the way they're batting, the way they're fielding and bowling. Like Everything's just a real aggressive mindset. Yeah, that's right, brother. It's um, I guess for us, to sort of you got to let the old ways die a little bit too. That um, the old the old style of cricket is, um, you know, you hit a boundary and you try and get a one. It just it's a, it's an archaic mindset when you when you think of T Twenty cricket and you know you've got to be able to um, move with uh, with what's required in, in each given situation. And sometimes that is. Um, you know, pressing pressing the hammer down a little bit and trying to be a bit more aggressive. And look, I think that the language we use within the team is aggressive. It's intent. It's take wickets. It's hit sixes. It, but it's more about a mindset, and and that language allows mindset, which hopefully um, frees guys up so that they're not worried about um, getting out or or not being able to achieve something. They actually start focusing on on the positive aspects of, of the game as well and, and trying to put pressure on the opposition. So that's kind of the, the idea. Our blueprint's pretty simple, to be honest. Is It's mm. try and show intent with the bat. It's try and take wickets with the ball and chase the ball hard to the boundary. And while, we have, while we're there, we're going to play with a smile on our face and, and have a pretty good time. So it served us well so far. But nice. um, we've got another couple of, little, couple of mountains <laughs> to climb before we can really be successful. 
It's yeah. it's been so good to watch Ayers because Baz, we get on air at six, as you might remember from a past life when you used to host the show. And um, it, so <laughs> it, the the, the, the games start. So we're on air, and it's about ten overs to go on the second innings. And it's been so good to kind of count, and especially when the Night Riders are playing. Like we're loving it. Can I just play you this from from back when we had Flem on? Remember this. We've got teams like uh, Kolkata that have now become very dangerous bears, don't they? Because with nothing to fear, I'm pretty sure they'll uh, they'll be going hard, just like uh, the the coach. He kind of called it, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. He's a smart man, like people from out there. And I mean, he's spot on, though. That's exactly the the mentality we've we've tried to bring. Is that look, we have nothing to fear. So go out there and try and enjoy yourself and. And take the game on and and see where it see where it goes and it's kind of been slightly empowering for all these guys um, to see that the game can be uh, can be played like that and you can have success and I think it's been able to to open the eyes of a couple of these these guys as well that that um that it might actually be their best form of the game but but we haven't achieved anything yet but um, so far it's it's been a pretty cool story and. I think we're probably the hottest ticket in town when it comes to the tournament at this stage, but we've got another couple of mountains to climb, including Flemo's team. Hottest ticket in town, eh? So your coaching credentials are going through the roof. Does that mean you're going back? (laughs) 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 Is what what you haven't worked out is that if I'm coming back, though, we're going to be we're going to be broadcasting the show from somewhere over in India at some stage. Kolkata Night Riders Radio. Yeah, Baz Nizzy for breakfast on SCNZ, broadcast live from Kolkata. <laughs> I love that. I love that, mate. That, okay, we're a package now. I've figured that out. We're a package. Okay. So, how are you doing anyway, Buck? How are you doing? Your, your family all good and you're traveling well over there? Yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks, bro. It's, um, look, it's always tough, eh? Like, being away from home and. You know what it's like, bro. Like we've spent so much time, so much part of our lives where you've you've had a career already, and you know you've you've made a lot of sacrifices, which include being away from your family and and chasing the dream of trying to achieve for your country and things. And, and I guess you you kind of you put a full stop on that at some point. And now to to be re-entering that that again with coaching and and being away and and the COVID battles and meaning you've got to spend a long time away from from your family can be quite difficult and it certainly has its challenges, especially with three kids who are, who are growing and, and, uh, and they, you know, they've got their own challenges in life as well. And um, you're trying to do it from afar, but I'm very lucky. I've got um, a very supportive wife who looks after the house at home and, and makes sure the kids are, are taken care of. And, and look, I'll be, uh, I'll be back soon enough. I've got a voucher for uh, about, I think it's the 25th or 26th. Um, which will hopefully come through, um, yes. which will allow me to get home, and then you do your 14 days quarantine, um, and then and then get back and well, just watch a few races at home during the quarantine, and going to see the Melbourne Cup carnival obviously during that time, and then get out just in time for the New Zealand Cup carnival. So looking forward to being back, and looking forward to jumping back on here with you guys as well. Oh, we can't wait to have you back, mate. We can't wait to have Baz McCullum back on the airways. Give us a text if you miss Baz, because we know we do. We miss him here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Mate, talk about the punt. You've been having a close look. You surely can't take your eyes off the form guide. So, 
You got anything coming up that the fans? Damo's been missing you, mate. Damo's been. We haven't really heard from him. <laughs> haven't heard from Damo. So Damo's gone. Damo's gone. When Baz goes, Damo goes. <laughs> oh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, they say. So that's a good thing, you know. You get you get a few people say, "Give us a winner." Well, I haven't got one at the moment, actually. To be honest, I haven't got one because I've sort of been I've been a little bit out of touch with um with the New Zealand race and the timing of it. It's just yeah. a little awkward. I've tried my best to, to get up and watch a lot of it. Um, it has been a little awkward. But but how have you been going? Have you been tipping a few winners out of Oh, I've been... Uh, I, I went real hard on a tissue, a tissue. We all get paid. And a tissue, a tissue didn't get paid. <laughs> so I got real paid out for that one. So I've been, yeah, lacking a wee confident in the punt. But, but um, Louis going all right. He back on Thunderstruck on the weekend and that ran home like a... Like an absolute troop. That was good. We, we're kind of like, I'd say our target's not too far off, Baz, but we're just kind of like, we're just missing here and there. You know, we're just in a little bit of a rut, you know, but, but we've got to stick to our methods because the minute we change our methods, then these horses will start winning. Um, well, and, I don't really have a method. What's your method? I don't have <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Hey, yeah. is, is they reckon you never lose your skill, bro. Like you just lose your ability to access these skills. Don't let that pressure... Don't <laughs> let that pressure come on your shoulders, my friend. You just keep going forward, okay? Yeah, you just keep, keep backing going yourself. The tissue was a good bet. Yeah, was a good yeah. Bet. 100%. That was. Hey, that uh, was. Baz, before we let you go, mate, because it's late over there and you've got to get your your sleep before a massive day tomorrow for you and the Night Riders, the 2020 World Cup's coming up. Um, you'll be back here by the time it kicks off, I think. But the Kiwi lads, they've been in form, eh? Like, we've, we've got a real good chance. Like, you're, you're, what's your read of it from right there on the doorstep of where the World Cup's going to be, be held? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, look, we've got some players who are doing really well over here. Um, Tim Southey's with us as well. He's done a good job for us in the, in the games that he's uh, he's been able to play. Lockie Ferguson's been unbelievable. Kane... Kane went okay. Trent went okay. Um, Jimmy Neesham got some game time. There's some guys who have had some game time. Tim Seifert's with us. He got one game but didn't get much opportunity, but he's smacking them in the nets. So you've got some guys who have been exposed to these conditions. So, look, in, in, in regards to that, they're going to be ready to go. Um, mm. The good thing about the New Zealand setup is they've got an environment which doesn't need galvanised because they're already galvanised. So they're going mm. to step into a setup which they know so well. They're well coached, well led. Um, they've got quality players. The conditions may not suit us, but we're smart enough to be able to give ourselves every opportunity. So hopefully the boys will go well and, and um, you know, they, they seem to find a way to be able to peak in world world events as well and and um, the composure of their skipper Kane Williamson and their coach Gary Stead should see them be there or thereabouts in the finish hopefully. Yeah nice nice we're going to be supporting them all the way here in New Zealand mate we'll be supporting you Baz just before we let you go mate how's the food I know last time we spoke to you, you had a $70 lasagna <laughs> or $70 uh, chicken rice thing yeah, how's the food mate you going alright? Well, the food's right because you make the semi-finals. You get a little bonus, my boy. You can afford you can afford the old lamb, the lamb chops and a red wine. Can you? That is the number one question I get asked. They're like, "Mate, where's Baz?" Oh, he's in the IPR. They were like, "Oh man, he'll be getting paid." Eh? I'm like, "Yeah, he'll be getting paid, alright." Him and that guy Fleming. 
<laughs> oh, that Sammy's been around a lot longer than me, mate. He's got a, he's a smart negotiator. You know, I just sort of hang on the back of the speedboat to get an opportunity. But, you know, Flemo just yeah. keeps getting paid. But I'm missing yeah. you, fellas, and I hope everyone's still back there as well, brother, and everything's going good. Yeah, no, we're good, mate. Thanks for chatting to us, Baz. Uh, we'll let you get back to bed, mate, and uh, appreciate you. We miss you here on the Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We'll see you on the 26th of October. How good, eh? You've caught it. We'll see you soon. <laughs> Later, brother. The All Whites have snapped out a 1-0 win this morning away from home against Bahrain with a Nico Kerr and winner in the 88th minute. It might not have been the most clinical performance, but you could, could see how much it meant to Danny Hay to come out on top. David Choate is a former all-white football commentator and a great supporter of the beautiful game in Aotearoa. He's watched the all-whites this morning. He joins us to break it on down. Good morning, David. Yeah, morning, boys. You guys are used to these early starts, but but rough for me up in the dark <laughs> watching the all-whites, but getting the result late on through uh, Nico Kerwin, a name more famous than the Oval Ball Code, but he's making a name for himself playing his football. And if he got the winner in the 88th minute, well worth the watch. Yeah, mate, it was. I was. We were watching. We had one eye on the TV and one eye trying to do this radio show. Hopefully we did a right job. But, mate, what's your initial reaction to the whole performance as a whole? Yeah, it was good. First half, I thought they were really good. Um, it's hot in Bahrain. Uh, they managed the heat well. Mm. The second half sort of came to a bit of a stuttering sort of stop. In the end, it was uh, both teams running out of gas when Kerwin stepped up and nodded home the winner. But uh, they'd have to be happy with the performance. They dominated position against the Bahraini side that's playing at home, used to those conditions. I think Danny Hay will be more than happy with uh, two games, two wins away from home. Hey, Chosie, mm. it's it's always kind of oh, it's a bit of a novelty to watch the All Whites play these days, which isn't something you don't want to be saying, is it? Um, but overall, do you think they got better the longer they were on the field with that cohesion from that point of view? Yeah, they were. They were better, they were better after the first game. I thought they uh, sort of managed the, the game up. A whole lot better. They uh, had the bulk of position. They didn't create too many chances, but I, I don't think that's the biggest problem for them right now. Just getting on the park has, has been their biggest problem. Remember, they pulled the side together without any of their New Zealand or Australian-based players, so it's sort of a, a younger-looking all-white squad made up of people who are making their, way, making their way in football across Europe and I think the States and I think South Africa, I think is where I saw all the teams coming from, So all the players coming from, so yeah, no, they got better as the game progressed. Uh, they got better over the two games. And uh, I think a few players have put their hand up uh, and said, uh, pick me for the next games. I think they've got game in November and then they've got World Cup qualifiers in March. Yeah, so last time we played Bahrain, I think, or the biggest game I think I've noticed we played Bahrain was 2009 and that fam- famous header by Rory Fallon at the Westpac Stadium. And he spoke on the SENZ Drive Show yesterday. He spoke about the current all-white squad. The average age is 22 years of, of age. And uh, can you see this current squad that is very young and very, very inexperienced, can you see them progressing into a great uh, footballing side? The best thing about them, I think, is the, the age of them. They're, they're young mm. and they're talented. They're playing a decent brand of football. And you're right, it was 12 years ago. I, I call that match vividly. Uh, it's a fantastic yeah. uh, night out in Wellington. Um, it is just... Uh, <laughs> Pretty exciting if you're a football fan to look at that side and think, yeah, average age 22. Um, young players who are getting their sort of first and second contract across uh, across the globe. Some of them will come on to be, uh, I think, bigger players at bigger clubs. I think Joe Bell 
has a huge future in front of him. He looks a really good find. And there'll be others as well. Libby Kikachi. Um, these guys are just young men who are forming themselves up into decent footballers. So the future is bright, I think, for uh, all whites football. Cody, how valuable is it for those guys that are trying to have a career in Europe, ideally, or away overseas, a successful career? How valuable is it for them to spend time with Chris Wood? Like, you would have played around some pretty inspirational leaders before, but the way he makes himself available and is there as a kind of a shoulder and a mentor for these younger guys, how valuable is that? Yeah, massive. Um, Chris Wood is, is a champion bloke, isn't he? He turns out every time he's asked to for the All Whites, it's going to be a challenge coming up. I think those World Cup qualifiers may not be an international window, and that's going to be interesting, uh, given his Burnley side may not even release him. So there might be a story brewing there for Chris Wood. But every time he's been asked, he steps up. He wears the captain's armband. He, he leads, by example, um, just the ultimate pro, a boy out of the Waikato, uh, built like a, a, a rugby player, really. He's so strong. Um, he's, a, he's not only strong of uh, sort of, physical stature, he's strong in mind, he's very, very sound, uh, a great professional and a great guy for the, uh, the younger players to learn from, for sure. Where do, where do they need to get better if they have a chance to qualify for another World Cup, do you reckon, David, um, after that well, performance? They, yeah, well, they go up against the Pacific Island group, the Oceania group, they should come out of that, they'd be favoured to do so. Um, they're the best side in this part of the world, then they get into that intercontinental playoff, which is a bit of a lottery, not sure who that will be against just yet. They probably have to think about goal-scoring chances. Uh, today, they left it so late to get their winner. Um, but I think he'll be pretty happy, Danny, hey, because defensively, they look sound. And they played a number of formations. They sort of went to three at the back, five at the back, with the wing-backs late in the game. Um, they look comfortable. Uh, I think the midfield is going to be interesting as to who they select. And then I think Joe Belford has hand up really strong to be the sort of the fulcrum in midfield, but you've got the likes of Sarpreet Singh and then even Ryan Thomas coming back who wasn't available this time around. I think their biggest challenge is getting their best 11 on the park, establishing a run of games just to get themselves into some decent nick. But again, it all comes down to scoring goals because to get to the World Cup, they're going to have to win some football. Hey, Charity, how excited are you for the A-League? Side note, it's um, not far away now. Yeah, it's just the most confusing time in terms of what's going on. Uh, it looks like the uh, the Phoenix. I went down and watched them have a preseason hit out uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, they've got some of their players still stuck across the ditch. Uh, they'll go there and base themselves in Australia at least till Christmas, and who knows after that. It's uh, it's a fascinating time. I'm looking forward to it because uh, being a football tragic, any time New Zealand players are playing anywhere in the world, I like to watch them. So looking forward to the A-League kicking off uh, and we'll see how it travels in terms of COVID-19 and where they get to play. I'm so hopeful they get to play back at uh, Westac Stadium because I think the players really miss their home advantage. And, uh, of course, Dan McCarty, Saturday session. He's going to lead our coverage of the A-League here at SCNZ. Um, we're looking forward to bringing that to all the, the football fans in New Zealand. We can't wait to have the, the Wellington Phoenix back in action and then be able to bring you the games here on SCNZ. It's a great time to be a football fan, David. Thanks so much for your time this morning, mate, and we'll catch up again real soon, eh? Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Alice. There you go. David Cho, a great footballing man. He loves the game. And, gee, he has had some famous lines and commentary throughout the year. Piney, I need a lie down.
Um, he's just been sensational. He would have had a lie down this morning when he's watching the game because that was, but that's because it was an early start. Anyway, there's a backlog of texts here, is he, about the promotion relegation. It's really caught on. So we have to get through this and we want to hear from you. 0800 150 Where do you stand and who do you support? Don't just have an opinion then not tell us where you're from in the country because that's probably quite poignant in this discussion. Back soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Who says life slows down at 50? What an absolute load of rubbish. That's got to be the case for Steve Alka at least. The Kiwi golfer has been around the world playing on full and secondary tours in the US and Europe for decades. And this year, since turning 50 and taking a place on the PGA Champions Tour, Steve is enjoying one of the most consistent and financially fruitful runs of his life with seven top 10 finishes from seven events. The latest was a T7th at the Constellation Furick and Friends in Florida this weekend gone. Steve is with us on the line now because when I get a chance to chat golf, I can't turn it down. And I can't wait to get this cast off my legs, Steve. I've broken my legs. I haven't played golf for months, mate. How are you? Good morning. Oh, uh, Yeah, no, I'm doing great. You must be itching at it to, to get out there. I'm um, itching, all right, mate. My foot is itchy. I have to get the bloody coat hanger down here to scratch all those, those funny spots. Yeah, yeah. I'm itching, mate. I'm itching. But let's talk about you, mate. Yeah. You're going great guns since you've joined the PGA Champions Tour. You must be pretty happy. Yeah, no, I am. It's, um, it's you know, I've been very fortunate, um, you know, to, to have the opportunity to get out. You know, I'm only, um, I'm only what, six events old and, and just, uh, just uh, kind of, it's a more relaxed atmosphere. I'm, I'm just relaxed out there. I'm just, uh, obviously, my games come together nicely at the right time. And, um, and yeah, it, it's um, it's been a nice little run. It's been fun. And what, what, what part of your game have you been very impressed with? Like, playing golf, the most frustrating sport in the world. You can drive the ball, you're chipping well, and then you can't putt. But what's ticking for you, mate? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much everything. I mean, um, you know, week to week, uh, week in, week out, it's been just solid across the board. And that's really what I've been working on because, um, you know, I've had patches this year where I've played some great golf and then, um, you know, I haven't kind of kicked on and, and done anything after that. So, you know, and, and something would be good one week and something else not. So I've been working really hard on that. And I think, um, you know, swing-wise and probably... At the best place I've been with with my golf swing and um, mentally, as I said, I'm, I'm just more relaxed out there. You know, we've got three days, and there's no cut. Um, I'm not saying it's easy. These guys can play for sure. And to, to win, you know, you've got to <laughs> get to play some good golf. But it's um, I, I'm just more relaxed, and I think mentally, I'm just uh, kind of in a good place. Just um, where you know, I'm letting things go and just freeing things up and um, and not worrying too much about things. If anybody's got any questions for Steve, any over 50s or actually just anyone that's struggling with their golf game, send them in and we'll put them to Steve while we've got him on the line. So you're saying the, the atmosphere's relaxed. What about the camaraderie? So I'm sure you would know a lot of these guys from previous tours. Is there a good kinship out there? Yeah, there is. You know, I mean, first up, the guys have been most welcoming um, and, you know, it, it's been great. Everybody talks to one another, you know, so there's no major... Uh, rivalries or anything out there it's it's just uh it's got a diff- different vibe so and it, you know i've there's a bunch of guys that i was playing golf with you know four 
five years ago, um, probably not even that. And um, so it's been great to catch up and, and playing with them again too. You know, I've played with a bunch of different guys the last few weeks, and it's um, it's been it's been great to catch up. No, they're all they're all super guys. Hey mate, when you turn fifty, uh, I know it's a big thing in golf. Like you, you, you're getting older, and, and in the majority of sports, when you're a professional athlete, when you get older, you got to retire and finish. How good is this PGA Champions League for for players when they finish to have an opportunity to go around, play the big stages, and actually earn some good tint? Yeah, no, no, it is. I mean, um, I, I think um, you, you know you're, what I've found is that um, the top guys, you know, there's 40 or 50 guys, you know, working really hard at their craft out here to try and win, and uh, well, most of them, I should say. So, you know, they're still working hard. They still want to stay in shape. They're still mm. hungry to win, and uh, and that's why it's so hard to win out here. You know, obviously Mickelson's the exception, probably, but um, you know, it's, guys are in good shape and they just want to win. They're kind of still hungry, and um, it, it's a great opportunity. You know, I've been I've been picking Bob Charles' brain a little bit. Um, the last few months, and um, you know, he, he just said, you know, it's a great opportunity to go out and enjoy it, and if you get out there, and for him it was too. He just it was kind of another lease on life, and um, and that's kind of what it felt like for my, for my golf game, um, for sure. How does this opportunity to play the PGA Champions Tour? I know when you turn fifty, you become eligible. Is there any other? Things you loopholes you got to go through, or any other challenges you face before you can make the tour? Yeah, well, um, I mean, my, my first event, I had to qualify. I didn't have any status, I didn't have any walk on status, so um, I needed to qualify, and which obviously I did. And then, you know, after that, if you're not a member, you know, you've got to rely on, on top tens. Um, and obviously, if you win, I mean, that changes your status totally, but. Um, you know, a W will definitely get you where you need to go. Um, and the top 10s have been great for me just to to, um, to get in next week, keep playing, get a roll going. And uh, I'm currently on a um, top five of the current money list for this year's money list. And that's how I've got in a couple of events this year, just, just through that uh, current uh, money list. So, um, yeah, it's not just a walk-on thing. It's, um, you know, you, you've got to... Um, you, you got to work your way out, and, and and obviously, for me, if I don't uh, if I don't have very good status uh, at the end of the year and, and don't get a W, then um, I'm, I'm kind of I'm going to give two a score shot and try and get the best status I can for for 2022. Oh, that's awesome! You sound extremely driven at the moment, Steve, which is really great. Like it, it must feel like a bit of a lease on, new lease on life, in, in some ways, this is our McCafe Coffee catch up with Steve Alka. I'm interested because. In two ways, like you can play golf until you're. On one hand, you're playing golf until you're older these days. You look at guys like Tiger and Phil that are breaking records and still achieving, and they are exceptions. But then on the other hand, you look at the young dudes who are physical specimens now that bomb it off the tee and are really using their kind of youth and exuberance to, up, up, you know, up their sleeve. How do you see it? Is it an old man's game or a young man's game in 2021 golf? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the dynamic has changed. You know, it's, it's shifted. Um, you know, you can look at um, you can look at guys like Rory and even Dustin Johnson and the really big hitters that come out like five or six years ago. Um, you know, guys have caught up to them now, 
and and I think uh, where that driving was a weapon, now it's not. You know, their games are changing to look for different advantages, and um, and I think that's how the game has changed. You know, the older guys are, um, who did have length don't have that advantage anymore because everybody's caught up to them. And um, so now now I've gone 50, I kind of feel like, well, um, there's that change where, you know, I was one of the shorter hitters on the on the Corn Ferry and PGA Tour, but now I kind of feel like I'm in the top, you know, 25, 30 longest hitters out here. So um, it's a whole different kettle of fish. And, and whether that's made me, um, um, you know, feel bigger and more confident, Probably, yeah. Um, it's given me that uh, just bit of confidence to go ahead and 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 feel like um, I kind of belong, maybe, or just um, not, not, easy is not the word, but it just um, just more confidence, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Love that. Love that, Steve Alka. You're playing with some great confidence. I, I just want to ask you about the game of golf. Like you've touched on it now. Has has the game of golf changed the, the evolution of the long drive? You know the the Shambos, the Kepkas, the guys that can bomb it. Gone away from now. You, you just don't want to be in the fairway. You actually got to be a, f- a long way down the fairway to give yourself chance. Do you think the game of golf has has evolved? Um, I think it has. Uh, it's just I I think the you know. It gets back to the equipment situation, you know. I mean, you, you can roll the yeah. ball back, and they're trying to, you know, shorten clubs now and all that sort of stuff. You know, if guys want to get strong and hit it as far as they can, great. Um, but you know, equipment is helping those guys, um, and yeah, it, it's definitely changed. Um, and, and I think mm. the mentality too has changed. You know, guys are the young guys coming out. Are very aggressive and and you know so they're, they're, they're athletes and they're in that long and um, that's a huge advantage and, and that's where Mickelson you know comes out here and he's you know if he flies at you know three ten in the air he's got a huge advantage over everyone on everyone else in the field so uh, and that's what those guys are doing out in the, the PGA Tour now so you know you still got to put the ball there's still um, all facets <laughs> of the game you've got to be good at and and guys are getting better at every facet of the game for sure. But um, the long ball is, is definitely um, an advantage. It shows in stats. Um, that's kind of been proven. Um, and, yeah, um, you know, can golf, now you've got to question, well, can golf courses keep up? And, and you know, mm. what, what, what's the next step equipment-wise? So, I don't know. It's, um, I'm glad I haven't got the job of, <laughs> of doing all that with the, the USGA and RNA. I'm not involved in that, but... Yeah, I mean, talking to some of the the older players, you know, I've, I've talked to um, to like guys like Hale Irwin and, and Tom Lehman and all those guys about um, about the situation, and, and they just say, well, you're going to do something about the ball, you know, mm. and, and 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 clubs, just those two main things have got to be, you got to find some balance there that is just going to wind things back a little bit. But um, yeah, it's, it's a marketer's dream out there right now for sure. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. You bang on it, isn't it? It's, it's not an easy problem to solve, but it it is a marketer's dream. All right, well, where are you at this week, Steve? What's going on? What's next on your um, what's next on your calendar? Yeah, we're on the. Uh, I'm in North Carolina, Raleigh this week um, with the SAS Championship. Uh, I've just been out and, and kind of scooted around nine holes in my cart. We're allowed to use a cart, by the way. Yeah, um, <laughs> good. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I haven't. Uh, 
My, my theory is Bernard Langer, hasn't, uh, he, he doesn't use a cart, so I'm not going to use a cart. So um, I'm just stuck into the walk-in <laughs> at the moment. But in, in pro-ams and practice rounds, we can use carts, which is great. It speeds things up. It's just so much better. Um, but I've just been out on the golf course and, and had a look around. Not, nice golf course. Just everything's in front of you. Pretty simple. Um, and and, and, and uh, in front of you, no, no tricks. Um, and, yeah, if the weather stays decent, I mean, the greens are so good, you know, scoring's going to be um, pretty good this week and you have to shoot some low numbers. And the courses and in, in good nick like they are for the for the PGA, they, they still presented pretty well when you're on the Champions Tour? They are, they are. I've, actually, that's one thing I've really enjoyed um, playing this, these um, six events I've played is, um, you know, kind of more old-style golf courses, Um Around between 7,200 and 7,000 yards, it's generally kind of where they set up, which is, um, you know, which kind of suits my game down to the ground. And it's kind of showing that a little bit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I just, condition-wise and just where we've played and, and the, the town cities we've played in, it's been great. I've just loved it. Um, and I think the only difference, next question is like you, you might ask, like how different on the courses and how they set up, but I think between the PGA Tour and say Corn Ferry, there's just maybe not as quite as much rough out here. Um, I haven't played a, a Champions Major yet, but there's not quite the, the rough that you would see on a, on a PGA Tour event. Um, and yeah, it, it's just it's just set up for the guys just so that you know um, scores can be pretty good and and you get a golf ball. So yeah. Yeah, nice. Steve Alka out of the United States. He's a Kiwi doing great things on the PGA Championship Tour. Champions Tour over in the United States, mate. Good luck this weekend. Uh, we're really proud of you over here in New Zealand, mate, and, and congratulations on the form well, so far. Thank you. Appreciate it. Someone that's been headed, trajecting in the right direction, I feel, for the on the mighty East Coast. The mighty East Coast is Jose Aguirre, and he is the head coach of the East Coast rugby, uh, rugby team. They've been uh, playing some outstanding rugby the last couple of weeks. They've just fell short, just fell short against some quality sides as well. And I feel this weekend they're up against Buller at home and this might be the weekend. Morena, Uncle, how are you? <laughs> how are you, brother? Ah, oh, good, bro, good, bro. How are you, mate? You, you, well, I must say I've been very, very impressed with how this East Coast team is uh, playing lately. Well, are you happy with where they're at? Yeah, bro. The boys, hey, the boys are going. Um, they're going not too bad. They've been working. Uh, you know, they've been working pretty hard. And um, and yeah, as you mentioned, like, we've had a couple of close games. And um, the first four rounds, we've played. You know, the top four teams. So um, results sort of you know haven't gone our way. But you know, effort um, has been um, has been really good. And um, and I've been quite impressed with um, with a lot of their fitness levels are surprising enough sort of, you know, coming out of lockdown, I was a little bit um, concerned bro, as, as, as you'd know, but um, as the boys put their head down and, and you know, did the mahi and, and turned up in, in pretty good shape, so uh, they caught me off guard there. Nice, mate. What about, I mean, when you come and see me, mate, I've got my East Coast hat on at the moment, one of the players, I can't remember his name, gave me his hat, bro, and uh, I was very impressed, and we spoke about that game after the East Coast Ranfield Shield match you spoke about the preparations before the match. 
couple of the players are out there having a pre-match meal, having a pie and a, and a wee chip down there. Have you? I know you're very passionate about your nutrition. Nutrition was a big part of your playing career. Have you been able to instill your insights into the players? Um, as much as I can, bro. Yeah, trying to nip the old pies in the buffet. So um, we've got a uh, we've got a nutritionist on board. So. Um, you know, she writes a lot of the meal plans, and really, it's just exposing these these fellas to, um, you know, to mm. those sorts of things. You know, healthy kai, um, how that can affect, uh, you know, your lifestyle, um, your 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 mental state, and you know, so so really for us, it's well for me, it's not just about um, you know rugby and, and and winning the game. So for me, like you know, rugby is yeah. a good tool where you can, um, uh, you know, obviously influence um, communities. And, and that's all we're, we're trying to do, you know, trying to rebuild our communities, trying to trying to build some good leaders. And, you know, um, nutrition is a small part, you know, small part of that. So so for me, it's it's like a win-win scenario. You know, you can sort of win um, in terms of your lifestyle and then um, all going well, hopefully win, you know, on the field too. Yeah, like I said, bro, you're playing against a buller side. Have you... So obviously thought about this week and uh, no disrespect to Buller at the moment, but I feel like this could be the week. Have you thought about that moment much or are you just another week, bro, another week to get better and, and do what you, you're saying? Oh, well, no, I have, you know, have thought about it and, and probably these next four games or the last four are, um, you know, they're, they're winnable um, for us. So not saying that the, that the previous four weren't, um, but, yeah. but they were definitely, yeah, yeah. you know, pretty hard. But, um so, but again, you know, we, we still need to focus on, on, on what we're trying to do. And, you know, just looking at Bull, although they haven't had pretty good, you know, results either, they are actually looking um, a lot better than they were in the first two rounds where, you know, they got 60, 70 points sort of put on them. So um, they've gotten better every week. And, and I was wary of that pretty much, you know, right from the start. So we were supposed to start with Buller first round. So we've, we've sort of just had to catch up um, and now. But, you know, they've had, they've had four weeks to um, to build some team culture, to put some things together. So they're actually going to be um, a lot dangerous than, um, than they have been. Oh, nice, bro. Oh, well, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it is the... The match of the weekend. I can't wait to watch it. Um, what about Saturday, 30th of October, 2.30 in the afternoon, Poverty Bay versus East Coast. Can you tell us what this game means to the region, to the East Coast? Oh, yeah, it's a biggie. It's a biggie, but it is every <laughs> year. Um, I just had a, I had a coffee with Maya yesterday, and um, he was... It was pretty funny, you know. There's a little bit of, little bit of banter, not too much, but, you know, we're, we're helping each other out. <laughs> we grew up together. Um... You know, played with um, with and against each other, and um, he's he's sort of hoping, you know, because we we haven't been successful. We've won a game for eight years, and he's sort of hoping that you know they're not the first. So there was a there was, there was a little bit of you know <laughs> laughter and stuff going on there. But you know, there's a lot of we've got a lot of work to do before we get there. Those fellas are going pretty well, but um, yeah, that game will be huge. Yeah, that'll be a big one. Yeah, nice. Hey, I got a couple of questions because the reason we got yeah, we got some fans on the show, bro, and they wanted to hear from Jose Aguirre from the East Coast. They oh, wanted to know if you've had a power pie. Have you had one of those power pies yet? Well, I think that was the first thing I I got as soon as I landed, bro, straight up there. <laughs> have to, hey, you have to if you ever if you ever coming up the coast, you have to get you have to get a power pie, world famous. Yeah, nice. Hey, I got another question as well, bro. Who is the cult? Oh no, 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 this one. Who 
What player is the worst snorer when staying on the marae? Uh, I haven't experienced any. There's a few of them. They must be pretty bad because they <laughs> separate themselves from the marae. Some of them go and sleep in the um, in the farikai in the, in the dining hall because they're, they're, they're that bad. And we had a player in the weekend who... <laughs> He's very conscious of his snoring. He uh, he wouldn't slept in the car. So front front obviously. Wow! Hey, that's what these fellas do. That's what they used to. It, so I just leave them to it. Hey, that's what, that's what they normally do. Oh, oh man, that's that's awesome. Hey, we had another question as well from someone. He said. He asked the question. He went to Koh Samui. He went to Koh Samui a couple of years ago. Went to buy a suit. And someone over there, he said he was from New Zealand. He said, I fitted out Jose gear with a suit over in the in Thailand and Koh Samui. Was that true? No. <laughs> no, no. I don't know if that was me. I've never been to Thailand, so I know that wasn't me. <laughs> well, that's from Taco, bro. Yeah, he's telling porkies, <laughs> they'll do anything to get you a sale in Thailand, I tell you. <laughs> oh, bro, love it, love it. Hey, love your work, Jose. Um, you enjoying the, the coaching role, though? Uh, yeah, oh, I love it, bro. So, so one, you know, I get to be home. Um, um, two, you know, a lot of the boys are, you know, really relatable. And, and for me, it's just about, you know, sharing everything that I've, that I've learned over my career. Um, obviously, yeah. we don't have um, a lot of resources here, so um, we're a little bit starved of, um, you know, ideas or, or, or that sort of stuff. So for me, it was about, um, you know, coming home. Something that I always wanted to do when I first left was, um, you know, come back mm-hmm. home. I was probably one of the fortunate ones that had um, that had a pathway and had, you know, opportunities. So um, I've always said to um, to a lot of people that um, I wasn't the most talented. You know, my, my mates and my cousins were... Um, you know, were talented in me. They just didn't have probably the path or opportunities that I had. So if I can come back and, and create um, something like that for them or, um, you know, um, just give them some experiences or advices and they can take it how they, you know, how, how, how they want and, um, and you see how they go. But, yeah, loving it. Um, yeah. Massive challenge. A huge challenge, but um, something I'm enjoying and I'm, I'm, you know, learning a lot. Oh, nice, Mould. So oh, thank you so much for joining us on the Bears and Izzy for breakfast. I uh, really appreciate it. Jose Gear, go the mighty East Coast this weekend, I reckon. I'm hoping, brother. All the best, eh? <laughs> Thanks, brother. Anytime. <laughs>